It is Tech Tuesday, which means we bring in the always affable and uh, wonderfully talented photographer, I might add, Carmi Levy. Good morning. Oh, John, you're much too kind. Great to be here. <laughs> no, no, I've encouraged our listeners to follow you on, I guess you're on Instagram and Twitter. I see you on Twitter, but I just think you have a great eye as a photographer. You have a very minimalist approach to things, but uh, you publish some really nice pictures. Thank you. Appreciate it. You got to tell my wife that because I, in her mind, I think it's all just annoying because I'm always getting lost taking pictures. There you go. Terrible, t- terrible addiction of mine. Okay. I don't know if this necessarily is, uh, you know, subject to the Turing test, but apparently an AI bot is surprising academics with its essay writing skills. Yeah, this is really cool. It's called uh, ChatGPT. Uh, and a couple of years ago, a predecessor to this chatbot, it was known as GPT-3, it wrote an opinion piece for The Guardian, and a lot of people freaked out about it because it looked like it, it felt like it was written by a real person. This one is even better. This one still writes, but it's the quality of writing is even more human-like. But even cooler, anyone can use it. They designed it to be easy to use. It uses what they call a dialogue format. So you ask it questions, it gives you answers. Um, and it recognizes when it's out of bounds. So, for example, if you ask it about, well, when Columbus came to America in 2015, it'll actually recognize, wait a second, Columbia didn't come to America in 2015, and it'll change uh, the nature of the conversation if you ask it, for, for example, for advice about, or ask it to write about maybe how to steal a car, it'll tell you that that's criminal and you shouldn't be engaged in that activity. So it actually has a conscience, which is actually, which is really cool. And it's it's almost like you're interacting with a human being. They're making it available for free um, during what they call the feedback period. Not quite sure how they're going to commercialize it eventually. The interesting thing, thing here is that it comes from something called the Open AI Foundation, which interestingly was founded by a guy we may know, Elon Musk. Yeah. Uh, and, th- and, then he, and then he quit the foundation and he's been a serious critic ever since and now he's basically saying uh he's not going to allow them access to twitter's data because they were using twitter's data and as and yet again this is another organization that elon musk is kind of arguing with so he no longer supports it but they're doing some really cool research that really is pushing ai pushing the bounds of artificial intelligence a lot further than it was even a couple of years ago Okay, but is there a possibility, for example, that a university student is just going to use a robot to write their thesis? Yeah, there's definitely the risk of that. And because it used so much publicly available data, in fact, it went into university databases and it, and it kind of hoovered the information as it was training itself. Uh, and it continues to do that. Uh, there is definitely a risk of a copyright violation. There's definitely a risk of plagiarism. There's definitely a risk of university students passing off uh, AI-generated work as their own or even working individuals, authors, journalists, writers, you name it, uh, using it as a tool to buttress their own. And so as the technology advances, we're kind of getting into some very ethical and moral areas that are very gray. And the problem here is the technology is advanced, but that that sort of moral framework, we haven't quite figured that out yet. Uh, and we're getting into some terrifying territory. Really, there's no answer to this one just yet. Okay, and on a similar note, I'm pretty sure I've seen the evidence of this already in some people's avatars on um, social media, AI-drawn photos. Yeah, it's called Lensa AI, and it's an app that you can download. It's been around for about four years, but they just updated it last month with what these things they call the magic avatars. And it almost looks like a digital artist took a photo of yours and created this incredible, it almost looks like a painting. It's stunning. Um, And so what you do is you upload about 10 or 20 photos from your collection of yourself, 
the app goes through them, uses artificial intelligence to create these avatars. Uh, and, you know, a couple of years ago, we were doing the same thing with Face App, that app that everyone was using and then stopped using because suddenly someone said, wait a second, this one's from Russia and we're not quite sure what they do with the data. Mm. So the good news here is with Lens AI, they, they, it's not a Russian company, it's an American company. They say that they delete the data. We're going to have to take them at face value. But yet again, it looks cool and it's going to be all the rage in your social media feeds for the next little while. But you still have to ask yourself the question, where does they get the data go? What do they do with it? Are they deleting it when they finish working with it? Uh, they promise that they are. But again, I'm going to hold back because I've learned from FaceApp. I just don't trust anybody. Yeah, it's interesting because there's a writer for the National Post who's a bit of a friend of mine named Adam Zevo, and he started posting some of these drawings. And it actually looks like, you know, you had some Japanese anime artist drawing comic book images of you, and uh, they're fantastic. Okay, they, go ahead. Yeah, no, they really are. And it's one of those things where it looks cool and it's awesome. I want to try it, but yeah. there's always that, that dark side privacy. Well, and that's the thing, right? I mean, we it's so funny. We're so paranoid, Carmi, about our privacy. And yet when somebody says, play a game, put your the street you grew up on and your first pet, and that's your uh, prostitute name or whatever. And it's like, don't you realize you probably just gave away your password? And that's why hacks occur. That's why when we get phishing uh, uh, attempts, uh, we're so many of us are so likely to become victimized because we aren't thinking that way. Our our first thought isn't, "Gee, how can this be used to compromise me?" Our first thought is, "This is cool. I'm just going to dive in head first without making sure that there aren't rocks underneath the surface." And I think we need to be more cynical. We need to be cybersecurity first, uh, whether we like it or not. We live in a dangerous age, and it's getting more dangerous by the day. There's a new study out about effectively the carbon footprint of various vehicles. And I know that people who reflexively hate electric vehicles have always got a raft of arguments to argue against them. But apparently those arguments are not holding up as well as they used to. Yeah, the cynics will tell you, you know, the, the batteries are they're dirty. They take lot, the rare earth metals. And that, of course, is true. There takes a lot of energy to manufacture them. The electricity that cars use uh, often uses coal or other sources, dirty sources. The batteries need to be replaced. And that's an expensive, not green solution. Uh, but the thing, you know, this research uh, published by the University of Michigan shows that, in fact, so yes, uh, when you buy an electric car compared to manufacturing an internal combustion engine car, it is not as green. It it is it is it does contribute more greenhouse gases to uh, the planet but the interesting thing is over the life of the vehicle that flips around the more you drive it the cleaner it becomes and in fact that so-called pollution equation the research shows that after about a year and a half electric vehicles then are now ahead. It's a little bit more for SUVs and pickup trucks, about 1.6 uh, years or so. Uh, but basically, the more you drive, the better it gets. And as time goes on, as the electric grid, grid gradually converts from dirtier sources like coal uh, and fossil fuels to solar, to wind and other renewables, that equation will only get better. And in fact, uh, British research shows that uh, uh, an electric vehicle uses about a third of the emissions or, or contributes only about a third of the emissions of gasoline powered counterpart and in fact over time those numbers will only get better as the electric grid gets cleaner so the more you drive the cleaner an ev gets ignore the naysayers that's all based on really old data that's no longer applicable carmy good to have you thank you so much thanks john appreciate it